I have some uh, some things to talk about with reference to Daniel's impending lady friend. Excellent. Um, that's it, really. Yeah, so, we're well, going to do them weekly. They're going to be a bit shorter, aren't they? So um, one would hope. One would I hope. will. Uh, I will be reporting live from CES 2016. Oh, good. That would really? be nice. Yes. Mm, cool. Basically. Uh, just everything has got an internet on it now. Yes, including uh, prostitutes, apparently. Oh, really? Okay, right. We, we just, I, I read the article about CES stuff. and prostitutes, so um, I assume that they have somehow. Oh, they're, they're web enabled. Yeah, they've now got Wi-Fi, so that you can, you know, basically. <laughs> I don't know what you do with Wi-Fi in a prostitute, but it's uh, Uber for whores. <laughs> Sorry, sex workers. <laughs> yes, it's it's 20, 2016. We have to be, uh, you know. Modern about this. Yeah, you can't call yeah. it pause anymore. Not like 2015. No, there you no. Uh, we should have been recording this. Is it as funny as we're going to be all night? No, well, it is on record. I mean, we'll just put this on the intro and then the podcast will start. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of Two Star Podcast. It is the 5th of January 2016. That's right, this is the first podcast of 2016, the actual first podcast, much as we arranged to have the last podcast of 2015, um, it seemed only reasonable for us to therefore have the first podcast of 2016. Uh, Any Mm -hmm. other podcasts that you may have heard since the start of the new year were actually recorded prior to the 1st of January, as per our agreement. Um, I am joined, as usual, by a collection of people. Um, I don't know if two is a collection. Well, I mean... It's a shit collection, but it is a collection, which I think describes us quite well. If you were killing people and collecting their faces, nobody would be impressed if you only had two. Well, I mean, you've got to start somewhere. Is, is terrified the same as impressed? Well, no. But if you went into somebody's house and they'd killed 30 people and collected their faces, yeah, I mean, you would be terrified, fair enough. But you would a part of you would be impressed with that. And you think, well, I mean, that's, it shows, that's dedication. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not easy. No, I mean, but have you ever tried cutting someone's face off? I haven't, I will admit. I I haven't, but I imagine it's hard. Yeah. At the very least, it's hard to do it well. Like, you know, the first couple are going to be all over the place. Yeah, you always want to sort of look at them and and you'll be flicking through your scrapbook of faces and you're always going to regret the first couple. Those will be at the back of the shelf. Yeah, you'll be saying, after after number eight, that's where I learned the can opener technique, as I call it. That's that's when everything got got a lot more professional. Mm. Yeah. So we are into 2016. Uh, we are five days into 2016, and so far, it's not been a catastrophe. Yeah, but there's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did uh, Charlie Hebdo happen last year? Was that that was January yeah. something? I can't remember the exact date. Quite early. It was. It was bang early, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was right up there at the start. Yeah. Uh, got into the year and everything. Everyone said, "Well, oh, this is a bit shit, isn't it?" And then uh, the year proceeded to be a clusterfuck um, for the next 11 months, really. Pretty much. Um, well, on the subject so- of things that aren't a clusterfuck, we made some predictions last time, and one of them has kind of sort of maybe come true, in that we said that parsnips were going to be the shit vegetable of the year. Food. and Not simply some- vegetable. Food. Oh, food, yeah. Um, and the food columnist from the Times agreed with us. Holy fuck, Beans. I mean, he didn't agree with us at all. He wrote a piss-take article saying how much he hated writing these articles, but fuck it, parsnips were in. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. Like, it starts as a joke, 
Do you yeah, really think that people actually wanted kale on their food? Yeah. No, it was some food journalists going, oh, I bet the next thing's kale. People who have beards and do their top button up on their shirt, they don't know irony. No. As you That's can true. probably tell. So, yeah, they, they're going to read that and, uh, and yeah, be it, jump on the parsnip train. Fantastic. They'll, they'll, they'll want to get in there before it's mainstream. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of um, jumping on the parsnip train, how's it going with this lady friend, Daniel? <laughs> well, <laughs> she, uh, she's actually sexting me back. Um, there have been no suggested pictures of, um, of parsnips or any other phallic-type vegetable, which is good because I'm the one with the phallus in this relationship. But, um, yeah, no, it was very nice. Oh, well. she, uh, she was busy over Christmas with family and stuff. Um and then texted back and wanted to do something else. So, so it turns out that your fears were completely unfounded. Yes. As yeah. they like, like all fears, that's what fears are for. Yes. But anyway. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we, we didn't really get a crowdsourced um, reply, apart from DanFan625 suggested that you could offer her the middle position in your human centipede. Well, technically, the middle position was already occupied. No, I think it's just person. Dan DanFan625, Dan and Mysterious... Oh, Maybe. I see. Yeah, okay. That would make sense. Yeah. I was going to think about this some more, and then I mysteriously went out and drank half a bottle of whiskey, so I forgot it. So um, I'm going to go do that again after we've recorded this podcast. Oh, that's probably a good idea. And then try and vomit the mental poison out. Um, but yes, suffice to say, that will not be the third date. So um, how, how did you uh, coax her back into your clutches? Um, I said, Happy New Year, would you like to go on another date or something like that? It was a bit suave than that, but it wasn't much suave. Well, no, and so, I, I'd expect nothing less from you, Dan. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then she was, oh, for fuck's sake, all right, just get off my case. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. I mean, in, in fairness, uh, I didn't, like, burst into tears down the phone at her and beg for another date, so I've kind of exceeded my own expectations. What are the chances that this is a sting operation and you're going to turn up and the police will be waiting for you? I mean, they're not zero. I won't lie to you. I am an associate of a known terrorist, so <laughs> I could be on the watch list. We are going to London. These things happen. Um, but I don't know. Um, she doesn't seem tall enough to be a policeman. That's or, a little bit... you know, uh, casually racist enough. Well, yeah, fair I enough. Say that, anyway. so, um, how do, so, so the racism was... angle didn't play out then? No. No. So what, what was her excuse for, um, for fucking you off for five days or whatever it was? Um, hectic with family and back to work. And all that nah, case. I'm not having this. <laughs> did you did you confirm that she was not being rogered by a Spaniard? I didn't. It seemed indelicate to ask. Why? And again, there's the whole bursting into tears angle to consider. If you don't ask, you'll never know. Yeah, exactly. You'll just. I almost think I'd prefer not to. You want to know? If... Imagine if this works out really well and you end up living together and getting married. They'll always be at the back of your head. You'll be thinking, that Christmas 2015, was she getting rogered by a Spaniard? I don't think I will. I'll be honest. Uh, well, because that, again, we'll make sure you are. Yeah, well, the, I, the little voice at the back of your head might be me and Adam <laughs> just saying it into your ears. I've proved to myself with the pony thing and with the centipede thing that I can drink away anything that you say. So I may have to become an alcoholic. I may die young, but I won't wander about being rogered by a Spaniard. Well, you... Fair enough. It's a very, it's a very mature attitude to have. Dan. It's it's good life goal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, don't allow um, yourself to be bored down to our level. Because I exactly. didn't know if she would have come back to you or not. I've been uh, doing some research for surefire ways to get you in there, and uh, I've seen no reason that I shouldn't uh, say them anyway. So I've, oh. I've been on a website called puatraining.com. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> 
PUA, uh, just in case you're not aware, uh, is an acronym, probably the second worst acronym in the world after MRA, uh, but PUA is Pickup Artists. And I don't know if you're familiar with Pickup Artists, but they are massive c**ts who hate women and just want to have lots of sex with them. I know one thing about Pickup Artists. And this whole thing as a from Australia. Yeah, the, oh yeah, that, that, that fellow who wrote the book, he did get banned is, from Australia, didn't he? must take some doing. Um, well, I mean, he is foreign, so I don't think it took that much doing. Mm. So, um, yeah, on puatraining.com, it gives you a list of techniques, and I thought it might might be useful for you to find out how uh, how real men do this. None of you like being nice and kind and having mutual interests, none of that bullshit. God, no. So number one is stop and shock. So we're off to a good start. Uh, This is used in day game more than anywhere. Day game presumably being getting off with a bird in the daytime, I don't know. Uh, But it can also be used in between clubs and bars. And what you do is you walk beside her, jog slightly in front of her with your hand up, signalling her to stop, and as you do so, say, excuse me, I just have to tell you something. She'll stop and listen, so make sure your follow-up line is good. Now, I don't think it's unreasonable to just stop women in the street and demand that they give you their attention. I think that's... Hang on, does it not give you the, the follow-up line? Oh, well, it, there's, I don't know. I guess you go with some of the next tips. Uh, so, uh, the pre-selection. And this is known to PUAs as the best way to grab a girl's attention in bars or in clubs. Isn't that but, what you get when like they send you credit card offers? I think so, yeah. Mm. So you, you run a credit check on her and uh, offer her a very <laughs> you competitive have been interest rate. selected for sex with me. Yeah. Um, well, this is this is more about um, who you go out with. So you need to start engineering your social circle so it has more attractive women and high-status males who help with showing that you're a high-status guy yourself. That sounds like spectacular bu- business bullshit. Are they going to start talking about synergies next? They may do, yes. Uh, but it says once uh, what you'll find is once one girl finds you attractive, other girls will follow suit. So, um, I mean, we're, we're reasonably high status. I do like the leap of logic that if you are attractive to women, you are attractive to women. It not... is, yeah. Well, it's more if you're attractive to woman, you are attractive to women. Yes. Well, because women think like women. Yes. Mm. The classic hive mind argument. Hmm. Yeah. So now we've got uh, the direct opener, which is perfect for day and night game. The direct opener shows you a dominant, alpha, and confident guy who doesn't hold his intentions back. Women find this incredibly attractive. I'm sure they do. So what you need to do is just walk up and say, Hi, I just saw you from over there and had to come and say hi because I think you're incredibly cute. So you know when you have see men like shouting obscenities at women in the street and stuff? Mm. I thought they were pricks, but actually they're just showing that they're dominant and alpha. So and, this, and women like, love it. So uh, just just to check here, day game presumably is non drowsy. Yeah, um, I think so. that's day, night yeah, day nurse and night nurse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. night night mm. game. Like you know, you can you can safely do, and you might fall asleep, but it's okay because yeah. you're not driving a car or anything. And that, that's where the good drugs are. We're operating heavy I mean, machinery. You would have to be pretty one, drowsy as a lady to fall for any of this shit. Yeah, I think. I mean. I would imagine date rape drugs come into this. So, so the, the, there's the indirect opener, which should only be used if you're scared to use direct openers. And they're less effective, but they can still work in terms of breaking the ice and warming up the conversation. 
You could open a girl and say, excuse me, I'm meeting a friend and he said he's outside Leicester Square tube station. Do you know where that is by any chance? So, I don't Probably like... work great for me because I'm in Birmingham. Yeah, I mean, that would be a weird thing to say to somebody in Birmingham, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd say, London? And you go, oh, yeah, shit. I've done it again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's have sex. And she'll be like, okay. So, uh, number five is assumption building. Hooking the interest and building attraction within a conversation is crucial. Where most guys fail is by asking too many questions. So you need to flip that on its head and assume rather than ask. If you said, you're from Sweden, right? If you get it right, she'll be taken back by how insightful you are. She can't if say you no wrong, if you don't ask her. That's true. <laughs> she can't. She's not from Sweden unless you have bizarrely just challenged her <laughs> to this. <laughs> you're from Sweden, yes? Uh, okay, do you want me to be from Sweden? <laughs> So, yeah, don't ask questions, just tell them things and uh, get them to confirm that you are accurate. Then there's something... To confirm or deny that. Kino escalation or something? I don't know. Always be kinoing during a conversation. It helps to build trust and comfort quickly. It also builds attraction. Uh, oh, I think basically it means touch her. Touching. The moment you start speaking to her, touch her arm or shoulder to initiate kino or kino, I guess kinetic, I don't know. Don't touch her for longer than a couple of seconds each time because it will come across as creepy. So you need to go up to her, grab her boobs and say, tell her she's from Sweden. Okay. So Dan, you've taken all this. I hope you're making notes here because you need to make sure you do all this. Yeah, these are some good tips. This is uh, solid gold shit here. Uh, sexual dialing, which... Presumably is phone a sex <laughs> line in front of her and, yeah. <laughs> and crack one off. I don't know. Uh, it's, but it's designed to arouse a woman and make her think of you in a sexual way as opposed to just a friend. Uh, you just keep touching her, but in more sexual places like her stomach, legs, face and waist. Don't assume she doesn't like being touched. Um, just keep touching until she pulls away or says something. <laughs> so calls the police. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I mean, assume that, you know, in general, these tips are aimed at people who are not expecting a high success rate. Yeah, well, I mean, one would imagine it's aimed at people who have never touched a woman, so it's kind of just do as much touching as you can before the police turn up, because you need to put that in the bank. Um, yeah. We've got qualification. Attraction isn't built all in one go. It's built by a series of spikes. I imagine it's <laughs> okay. Uh, well, 50 shades, I see. Yeah, so along with the kinoing and sexual dialing, you want to throw in a few attraction spikes, also known as qualification. The way to do this is easy. Just disagree with her at some points during your conversation. If she says, oh yeah, I'm in town for a few weeks, I love this place, you would say, oh cool, I'm not actually keen on this place because... If you agree with everything she says, it's boring, predictable, and not attractive. So you I assume by qualifications, you, you meant like show your GCSE certificates or something? Yeah. No one is around well, GCSE certificates happen. I can't imagine anybody doing this has got any GCSE certificates. Fair they can course. read in Venice if they're going to do it. I think when they get Siri to read it out to them, don't they? Oh, yeah. I thought you could do that. Uh, so, yeah, you need to tell her she's from Sweden. When she says she isn't, disagree with her and say that Sweden is shit. So, number close. After the work is done, you need to number close or instant date close her. Either one is fine, but it still takes a bit of practice to nail it comfortably. For the number, just say... Okay, That's what she cool. said. <laughs> For the number, just say, okay, cool, so listen, I need to go, but we should hang out sometime. What's your number? I'll text you. That should be enough. 
For an instant date, you can say, hey, what are you doing now? I mean, I have 10 minutes before I need to go, but we should go for a coffee if you have 10 minutes spare. You can't get a coffee in 10 minutes. That's insane. Also, what are you doing now? I'm trying to get out of this conversation with you. Waiting for the police to arrive because you keep touching me in sexual places. Hi, where is Leicester Square Station? Touch, touch, touch. Let's get a coffee. Mm. Why do you think you've got to tell us she's from Sweden first? Oh, right. Sorry, yes. And then, when do I go on Sophie dates? That's the basics. So, uh, it's um, everything you're doing is is wrong, frankly. Yeah, I don't do any of that. I'm I'm shit, clearly. Don't do that. Nope. So, um,. It, it didn't get onto negging, which is a shame because I find that a fascinating um, and depressing insight into society and in general, yeah. really. Um, mm. But it all kind of stems on the fact that everyone has got very low self-esteem, and that's why awful shit like this works. Yep. Mm. So, so that's, a, that's a nice cheery way to. Uh, yeah. So I'm um, provided you're not a you know a decent human being with morals, and you're prepared to exploit. Um, a lack of self-esteem, then uh, you know, fill your boots. Well, I am an NHS manager, so you know. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, sorted. Yeah, but you can't sell her. That's true. I can't privatise her either. <laughs> That's true. Well, you, you could. I don't know. Has anyone ever tried privatising another person? Oh, it's better than selling them into public ownership. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to renational. That sounds that. curiously dirty in this context, but anyway. I think it's slavey. Hmm. Yeah, probably shouldn't go there. Yeah, probably not. So don't enslave her. It might That's... be the ultimate form of negging. You never know. Um, <laughs> yeah, killing her and cutting her face off would probably be the ultimate form of negging. But, uh, is there something you'd like to tell us about the cutting? But, uh, well, of cutting her face off and then just putting it in the bin, not even keeping it as a trophy, that would be the ultimate form of negging, wouldn't it? But she wouldn't know unless you cut off her face while she was alive. Anyway, is, don't can cut we me. move away from the face cutting, please? Right. This is getting don't, quite uncomfortable. Don't neg her and don't cut her face off. I will and follow that advice. Keys to a successful date. Yeah, yes. and that's that's my dating tips. Fantastic. Cool. I, well, yes. um, as I'm sure the two of you are aware, um, the the last few days I have been uh, in Las Vegas um, at the fantastic CES Consumer Electronics Show 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to prepare some reports on the fantastic new advances of technology uh, that will yep. be available to people in the coming year. Um, obviously, none of it will actually come out in the coming year. Most of it will be vaporware and we'll never see the light of day. Um, but, you know, nonetheless... Start some I'm, not, I'm looking start forward to, uh, to giving hundreds of dollars to Kickstarters that yeah, don't go anywhere. Absolutely. So the theme of this year is very much interconnectivity. Um, it's very much about the, the Internet of Things, as it is known, um, the ability for your ordinary humdrum domestic appliances uh, to be enhanced with Internet connectivity, Wi-Fi, automation, all kinds of fantastic features uh, that will improve your life. If it doesn't have a touchscreen on it, I'm not interested. Well, yeah, what's the fucking point? Exactly. So, for example, um, a company has produced a Wi-Fi-connected motion sensing safe right okay right so this safe connects remotely to wi-fi and bluetooth via your iphone um, and it's unlocked remotely via the company's app with a passcode or fingerprint from your ios device or apple watch i see Um, and it's got an accelerometer built in which alerts you on the app if the safe detects that it's being moved 
uh, or it's in the back of a car being driven down the motorway. Hmm. Um, now, obviously, this is 100% secure, and the fact that your safe is broadcasting Wi-Fi and Bluetooth in no way allows random people in nearby rooms or driving past your house to access your safe and unlock it. No, of course not. Um, so, what if your safe gets crypto-lockered or something? Then you're fucked, uh, but that can't happen. It's all good, and it's not going to be a problem, and I haven't just seen a screenshot that somebody posted of them getting malware on their smart TV. Oh, no. No, you wouldn't. Um, where every time they try and browse anything using their smart TV's web browser, it pops up a dialog box t- trying to get them to buy dodgy antivirus software because their machine is infected. Uh, so it's totally safe. There's nothing that can go wrong. It's not a problem. You remember back like five years ago when every uh, every website you visited had an ad that would just suddenly open up a million porn windows on your computer? Imagine That's that on your down. TV. I can't uh, wait until I get that on my fridge. That's going to be amazing. So, speaking of fridges, um, obviously the kitchen is a big growth area for this kind of technology. Um, so one of the big ones is uh, the smart mat. Um, smart what? Smart mat. It's a mat that's smart. Like a doormat. Right? So, for example, Dan, right now, do you know if you've got like a bottle of HP sauce in the cupboard. Yes. And do you know how much HP sauce is in the bottle? I don't actually. Well, you see, if you had a smart mat, you could put the smart mat in the cupboard. You put your HP sauce bottle on the smart mat. It's Wi-Fi connected, connects to your phone, and you can know. Oh shit, my HP sauce bottle's running low because it's now lighter. I better order some more HP sauce. Get it delivered. Don't want to run out. That's a great idea. How much, how much do these smart mats cost? Um, I I don't know because but, I mean, it's, it's one of the it's a sort of, it's a sort of product where they don't like to talk about pricing yeah, because the pricing is it's going to be something reasonable like you know ten ten fifteen quid for every condiment you own, isn't it? I mean that's pretty much that's, yeah that's that's fine simple you know subscription based service yeah um so so to kind of follow on from that we are talking about fridges so LG. Uh, has very much wowed people this year with their self-opening fridge. Mm. I mean, when I think of refrigeration, I think of not Electrolux or um, Zanussi or anybody like that. I think LG, who make tellies. That's, that's who oh, I want to make my They do also make fridges, quite clearly. And this fridge will detect human movement um, if, you're, if, you're, if it detects your feet. What, inside the fridge? In case outside, the, outside. the person you put inside your fridge is allowed out of the fridge. So yeah. it detects your feet moving past the fridge, and it's, yeah. it's designed to detect feet, so like your, your cats or dogs won't activate it, um, mm-hmm. and it just pops open a bit. It doesn't open fully, just enough so, to you know breach the seal, so you'd have to do that little bit of extra, extra pulling to just get it to open. So it just pops the door open, and then you go. So no longer will you have to worry about putting a little bit more effort into opening your fridge, mm. you'll just have to worry about the fact that it's a good chance it's just randomly open as you walk past. Well, that's what you want from a fridge, isn't it? You, and you have to go back and check to make sure that it hasn't. Just wafting the smell of you see, last night's dinner at you. What I'm thinking here is that some smart kid is going to hack someone's fridge such that it just opens with force and smacks someone every time they walk past it. It'll be the ultimate weight loss thing. Every time you go near the fridge, it attacks you. Overload the servos and uh, yeah, yeah. take someone's head off. Yeah, so... Um, oh, I'm, I'm walking past the fridge. Do I feel like a snack? Thwack! No, I don't. Not anymore, because I'm dead. So we also have... And, and this one, I suppose it's, it's tangentially related. We're still in the sort of kitchen area. 
Um, so this is a water bottle with mm-hmm. a Bluetooth connected display. Oh, I'm in. Um, which <laughs> right. um, it adds it automatically adds pre-measured amounts of supplements and flavors to the water. So you can control it all from your Bluetooth device and it'll keep track of how much water you've drunk and it'll automatically inject your water with like protein supplements or whatever it happens to be or squash squash works. Um, That will be, uh, that's currently priced at uh, $195. I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay less than $200 for a bottle, for a bottle to put my water in. That's, that'd be silly. Mm. Okay. This one, this one's a little more mental. Okay. uh, In the sense that you have to wonder why Um, it's a ceiling fan that can be controlled from your iPhone. Hmm. Because, you know, I mean, you know, you, you have a ceiling fan and it's a massive pain in the ass because if you want to turn it on or off, you've got to move. You'd have to go to a switch, wouldn't you? Yeah, or like pull the chain on it. Like oh, yeah. any number of unbelievably arduous tasks. No, you can't be having to, that. No, this, turn it on or off from your phone. Mm-hmm. Barely have to move a muscle. Um, It's just... You see, this, this is this is the future. Devices that mean you never have to get off your fat ass and do anything. The best thing about all of this is that Wi-Fi never goes down. No. So it's impossible um, for any of these to lose their connection and just stop working. Now, this was mentioned last year. Um, I think it was last year. It might even have been the year before. Um, I can't remember whose fridge it was, but somebody uh, was uh, demoing a fridge at CES, which was uh, had a camera in the fridge. Mm. So that you could see the shelves and what food is in your fridge, your victim, um, so that you would always know. Oh, I, I, here's what I can have for dinner, or oh no, we're a bit short on on vegetables or whatever. Um, Perfect. Now the problem there was you had to buy that fridge, mm. right? Otherwise, you just had a regular fridge that didn't have a camera in it. And, and then, then how, the how would you know? You'd have to use your memory like a div. Well, now. You don't have to worry because you can just buy the camera. Excellent. Right. And you buy the camera, you put it on the inside of your fridge, wireless connected. Yeah. Displays in your phone. I mean, I've. You haven't got to go out and spend a fortune on a, on a fridge with a camera in it. Just buy a fridge camera. Yeah. Put it in your existing fridge. I mean, I've, I've not. Grant you, I'll, I've not been inside my fridge, but I've sort of opened it up and looked at the door and. and I think you'd need a very, very wide-angle kind of fisheye lens to get it all in. Mm. Or do you have an array of cameras? No, it's just uh, just the one camera. Uh, but oh. I presume it is a very wide-angle lens. Maybe, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's possible. There's not a lot of detail. It's possible it does support multiple cameras. That's what um, you need, isn't it? One for each shelf. For a sort of mosaic oh. effect. One for the salad drawer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then then like, and then you obviously combine these things with like those Amazon um, instant order buttons. Yeah. So you can just have like an array of buttons on on your wall and then you just like, you pick up your phone and you look at your fridge and you go, oh shit, I'm low on milk, smack button. Uh, mm. I could do with some uh, bread as well, smack button. And then yeah. what happens is, now you see there is one problem with this plan, which is that at some point when the delivery arrives, you've got to find a way of getting that delivery from the bloke at the door into your fridge. Now you no longer have to. You no longer have to go through the arduous process of 
opening the door because you just have to stand in front of the fridge and it, it, have to it walk, pops open and walk forward. within 10 feet yeah. of it. Yeah. But you still have to... Now, I'm presuming I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure it will be there. There will be a Wi-Fi connected door because there have previously been Wi-Fi connected locks hmm. that you can uh, you can replace your house lock with one of these and all you have to do is just like wipe, swipe your phone in front of it and it unlocks. Um, so we can do that. We can have like a, a door that you can open from, from the bedroom uh, and obviously like the fridge will open itself automatically. But you've then somehow got to find a way of getting the bloke to take your stuff and shove it in the fridge. Mm. That, as far as I'm aware, and I haven't seen the whole of the show floor yet, so there may well still be things that I'm missing, but I haven't seen anything that would allow you to accomplish that step and completely cut any kind of movement or human interaction out of your life. Well, you could put your fridge outside. True. But then uh, vandals. Then you might have to go outside. Yeah. No. Um, I don't like the idea of having to press a button to order stuff when it gets low. I'd rather the fridge just ordered things on my behalf. Um, I believe you can do that with some of the smart fridges. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. To, yeah. You've run out of something, it will just automatically order it for you, yeah. regardless of whether you want it or not. Yeah, seems sensible to me. Yeah. Um, there's a couple where you basically stick RFID tags on the stuff that you put in the fridge mm. to identify them, and it will identify it. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be long before... They uh, build in image recognition, so you don't have to tag your, your items. It just looks at it and goes, that's milk. Yeah. Knows what it is. Can order it for you. Um, so the message here very much is that the future is going to have a lot of Wi-Fi. Mm. Um, and so almost, and, and basically you've got to have an iPhone because none of this stuff seems to work with anything other than iOS. Well, no, Presumably because they assume that only people who are stupid enough to have deeply invested in the Apple ecosystem are also stupid enough to spend thousands of pounds on Wi-Fi fridges and like a fucking ceiling fan that you can control with your phone. I think that's a mm. fair assumption to make, really. It's not a bad job, is it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, as I said, I've still got you know a little bit more to see, um, but I've been very things so far well i yeah i i think if the machines don't rise up this year then we're going to be begging for it to happen next year aren't we because we frankly deserve Mm. to be enslaved i think you're probably right um so yeah that's 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 everything from uh from from me uh from my live reporting so uh i i encourage you to to you know search out some of this stuff and just see what's available, see if anything takes your fancy, and well, uh, don't buy any of it. I'll just wait, because it'll be in Curry's by the end of the year, won't it? So I'll just That's see it That's true, yeah. 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 So, well, um, my weekend was a little bit less glamorous than uh, going to Las Vegas and uh, looking at things with internet on them. Uh, I went to a play centre for middle-class children, and it was just about as dreadful as you'd imagine. I heard... There were some children called Luca, um, Tilly, and what was the other one? Monty. Tilly? In the north? No, this was in Surrey. Oh, right. God. Obviously. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Hence my shock. But it was, yeah, very middle class, very, oh, aren't we wonderful parents. It it was sort of a a place where there were a few different rooms done out to look like like a little doctor's surgery and a supermarket and a cafe and the children basically just let them off the lead and they go and do what they want, which generally is throwing blocks at each other because that's what children do. But 
uh, yeah, it was just a very awful experience, really. And uh, the, the hey, spa. Um, there may as well have been. I mean, the mm. the play supermarket had a um, gluten free aisle. <laughs> it didn't really. I made that up, but it may as well have done. Oh, and it, the thing is, though, it was completely plausible. Yeah, no, you, I, I was, nobody I was challenged that because yeah, and uh, but. The main thing I learned from this experience is that children that you're not in any way emotionally invested in are really awful, aren't they? They're just just horrible little small people, and they just shout a lot and think, well, they're not my kid. I don't give a fuck what you're shouting about. Go away. They're just, uh, yeah, really insufferable. Mm. Well, I'm I'm glad that you've learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. So, um... I mean, you know, children that you know are fine, but you know, children you don't are generally um, a bunch of pricks, really. Yeah. If you're a child and you want me to like you, you either need to be related to me by blood or be the spawn of somebody I at least respect, hopefully like. Uh, so none, neither of us, then? Probably not. But, I mean, if... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of exceptions. Um... The kid from, no, I suppose Macaulay Culkin, uh, Home Alone era, quite liked him. Yeah, but look at uh, what he turned into. Yeah. Well, I don't think that was really his fault. No. Nope. I'm pretty it sure was, he was. Well, it was our fault for giving all that money to, what, what did we expect was going to happen? Um, yeah. Not to turn into a massive crackhead, I'll be honest. He's in uh, a band that only sings songs about pizza. Okay, he's going back up in my estimation. Yeah, mm. Callie Culkin's fine. He's on the list. Yeah, I like that. But uh, I can't think of any other child stars that are any good. No. I quite like to adopt Daniel Radcliffe, but him as he is now, uh, what was he, like 21, 22? I'd adopt him now, not when he was a kid. Sabrina the Teen- Teenage Witch was always yeah. age-appropriate fun. Yeah, we're going down a very dark path here, yes. Daniel. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's steer well clear of that. Yes. Anyway, so yes, um, I have exciting news as well about uh, somewhere that Graham is uh, lives very close to and is no doubt deeply fond of. Um, the lovely people at Lonely Planet have gone around and assessed the global trends in much the same way as we did earlier at the end of 2015. I don't and know that we did. That, sorry? I don't know that we did. We did about the, you know, we did our predictions of what would be like the food and... Oh, so the, they just sat around and, and chatted shit for a bit and... I, I can only assume so because they've come up within their top 10 list of global cities to visit in 2016. Um, they would like you to visit Hull. Okay. Hmm. That's Why? an interesting concept. Well, because apparently it's going to be a city of culture for a bit. It's having a 25 million refurb in the middle of it. And it's a charming northern town, apparently. So they're, they're investing 25 million to make the value of the town 25 million. And, I mean, I do they clearly say in the list that these are good places to go or places that you should go, you know, for reasons of self-flagellation and just to make the rest of your life seem a bit better? Yeah, don't no, have some curiosity. What, you would what other destinations are there? Um, the, the other one that stuck out was Agra in India because I momentarily confused it with Agrabah from Aladdin. Okay. Oh, we're bombing there, aren't we? Yeah. Um, well, I've been to, I haven't been into the city of Hull. I've been to, they've got a big aquarium called the Deep, and I saw um, some stingrays, which was okay. 
Um, beyond that, I can't really add anything. But I mean, if you were picking ten cities from the entire world to recommend that people go to, I think I would have gone a. L- I'd be into well into triple figures before I got to Hull. I think. Yeah, well, I've got I've pulled up the whole list, right? Um, uh, so Reykjavik in Iceland, hot spas. Yeah, okay, uh, Mexico City. Um, getting murdered. Yeah, Seoul in South Korea. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's probably quite interesting. Is that good career or bad career? Good career. Good career. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's cool. Pyongyang is Lub- bad career. Okay. Ljubljana. Yes, that one in Slovenia. Yeah, everyone's banging on about that. They missed a boat on that by at least four years. Oh, very well. Uh, Roquefort in Poland. No, you made that up. <laughs> they have. I might not have done. Nashville in the US. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's um, the TV episode of... Yeah, yeah, which TV show? Uh, Nashville. Nashville. All right. I thought it might be the Master of None episode where they go to Nashville on a date. No, but that, oh, that, yeah, that was also pretty fun. And I thought it would be a good uh, opportunity to talk about how brilliant Master of None is, but uh, did we do that already? You killed that. Yeah, um, it wasn't. I don't know. We haven't. I think you and me chatted about it for quite yes, a long time when we were pissed, but not with Adam mm-hmm. here and not while we were recording our voices to put onto the internet. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Oh come on! They need to try a bit harder, don't they? Yes, Hull in the UK, number eight. It wasn't even number ten. Maybe that's just the cheapest place to get to Amsterdam from because mm. you can get ferries to Rotterdam and then presumably, I mean, that sounds a bit like Amsterdam, doesn't it? So they must be close by. I uh, once applied that logic to Eastbourne and Bournemouth. and Doesn't work. Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, Hank, you'll you like this. The guide described Hull as having atmospheric old-timey pubs, eight excellent museums, and a picturesque old town with cobbled streets. So just just for reference here... Do we know the nationality of the people who were involved in deciding this? Yes, if they, were, they were English, they live well, like, in Hull. If they were American, then it kind of makes sense that you would describe Hull as having old-timey pubs rather than pubs that you're likely to get stabbed in. Like old-timey Yates's Wine Lodge. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't say who, who decided it. Hmm. Okay, well... I mean, it's an interesting concept, and I'm sure Hull will be really happy with uh, the influx of people that are going to go. This lonely planet, so like, this is a proper thing. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is pretty. Well, it's rough like, guide, actually. It's not lonely planet. Oh, but, oh well, that's no, not a proper thing. No, no one cares about rough Yeah, bugger that. All right, well, um, yeah, I've been to Hull a bit, not properly, and it was fine, and I didn't get stabbed, but um, there are worse places. I mean, you know, that's. A, a bigger endorsement than you can give to a lot of places. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's it's easy for me to scoff, but I do live between uh, Wakefield and Castleford, which were voted, well, not voted, but like economically determined to be the worst places in the UK to live recently. So, mm. uh, yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, shortly after I moved here, yeah, instantly, but I, I don't think that's related. <laughs> no, no, no. Just coincidence. Yeah. Um, well, I think before we go, we've got a uh, little bit of time for an update from the War Room. Well, we haven't had a proper... Well, I mean, we, we fired our opening salvos at um, the podcast Geek News Radio, which was to call them fucknuts. Mm. Um, they haven't really responded. Uh, we did sort of toy with the idea of 
of corrupting the RSS feed to point to our feed instead. Um, mm. One of the hosts pointed out that it, we hadn't done that and it was still working, and the other one uh, said what and looked sort of a bit concerned uh, and asking why was it what, what were we talking about the RSS feed for? Um, but then it was pointed out that we we couldn't do that because we don't know how. Which Hang is on, isn't Adam head of our cyber terrorism division? Yes. Yeah, so he's That's too busy hacking why... into the Pentagon. He can't. He can't be hacking into other podcasts to redirect RSS feeds. <laughs> way better. Way better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but then the the main guy um, who not his not his sidekick, uh, but the main guy called Fabian said uh, that he wouldn't recommend that we do anything to RSS feed because he knows some nasty infosec people, and I don't really know what that means. But I think he's saying that he knows some bad dudes who will fuck us up. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's like they're just unpleasant or whether they're good at their jobs. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine it's both. I would imagine it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think yeah, we need to probably steer quite clear of the cyber warfare element because we're pretty well way out of our depth there, I think. And they haven't. They don't seem to be concerned that we call them fuck nuts. So, so um, we're going to focus very much on psyops. Uh, <laughs> psyops. It's quite a good idea. Yeah. Um, how are we going to go so about doing propaganda, that? Propaganda. Uh, yeah. See if we can damage their morale. Yeah. Um, possibly, you know. We need to work on the sidekick. Um, so, so distrust between them. Exactly. So, um, I mean. It probably doesn't make a lot of sense to be discussing this on the podcast where either of them could download and listen. No, so, no, no, it, it seems like a they poor probably, idea strategically. Yeah. Or maybe that's all part of the uh, the mind games that we're playing. Oh, I like what you did there. Yeah. So, um, going back to, um, to what we were talking about earlier, clearly the PUA guide has some tips to teach us here. Could we try negging them? No, I appreciate no sexually sex with us, We don't so want to fuck challenging. them. We, yeah. I mean, no, but you, we want to you divide can. them. Okay, it's right. It's like being manning. We, we we sort of not hit on, but you know, we we butter one of them up, and then the other one will feel resentful. While you while you event. drug the other one and take him home. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, don't know how we drug them. I'm uncomfortable with this sort of yeah. threat to rape other podcast hosts. Yeah, we don't actually rape him, obviously. Okay. I don't want that. I mean. It might be helpful because I, I quite like the idea of um, fucking them up. Um, speaking of somebody who has never actually fucked another person up and is trying really, really hard not to do that with my children. Mm. Um, Dan, could you? Why would maybe... you fuck up your children? Well, <laughs> it really annoy you to beat them no, to a fault. But everyone fucks up their children, don't they? That's the well, point. That's not, true. not in the same way. I'm not, no, I'm not yeah. going to put them in hospital or anything, but. <laughs> It stands to reason that I will probably fuck them up, you know, emotionally and that, and I need to try and, and not. Um, you just need but, to redirect that all of that emotional fuck upery onto um, onto Geek News Radio. Oh, okay, so maybe I could just um, be like real deadbeat dad to them and like yeah. promise to take them to Alton Towers, but then not deliver. Yeah, like, and then show up at Christmas yeah. drunk with a massive shiny toy that doesn't work. Okay, that's a good idea, yeah. yeah. So what we're going to do is, in the spirit of peace, we're going to organise the two-star podcast um, summer outing 
to. I don't want to go to Alton Towers as I don't like it. What about. Um, Chessington World Adventures? Yeah, Chessington, because it's got the zoo as well, and uh, yeah. I, nothing says um, heartbroken child like a zoo, does it? No. no. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll extend the invitation to them to come with us to Chessington, and then we'll just not turn up, and that'll, uh, that'll show them. Then you yep. can, like, send them a half assed apologetic text. Yeah. And uh, say you know something to do with work, and um, yeah, you'll def- definitely make it. Up. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then we'll just go to the pub. Well, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, and or we could turn up really drunk, and um, Dan could just uh, use his pickup artist techniques on on the staff there, and uh, say, look, kid, you go around on the ride yourself. I've got to go and fuck this woman in a in a staff toilet. Yeah, sounds sounds perfect. Okay, well that's what we're going to do because the alternative was I was going to send Dan round Germany to break his knees. Germany is a long way away, and I am quite lazy. Okay, we'll call that Plan B then. Yeah. So, um, okay, well if uh, if Dan, if you could get working on uh, an evite to Chessington to send to them, um, mm-hmm. I'd say let's work out a date when we're free, but it's largely irrelevant. Just <laughs> choose a date, and if we're not free, then that's uh, that's all part of the plan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're going to invite Geek News Radio to Chessington World of Adventures. Cool. Do we have, like, some music for the war, the war room or something? Yes, like, yeah. yes we certainly do. It's very warlike and um, very dramatic. Cool. If you awesome. ever listened to the podcast, you would know. Excellent. Well, I think I think that is a, a good a place as any to, uh, to end this debacle. The first mm. weekly... Two star podcast. We're not making a big thing of that, but that's what's happening now. Pop for a bit at least, probably. And how do you like that? Please don't tell us how you like that. Yeah, don't tell us because we we don't. We're we're easily easily upset. Mm. Bye. Bye. Ta da.